For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, aka the Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison. I'm pleased to be joined with a uh, very hungry at Marcus underscore Mosher. Hello, sir. Uh, Elliot, I just had like three little bags of fruit snacks, some uh, some cocoa melon fruit snacks. I'm doing well. And you're going to get wings tonight. Tommy uh, wingy. <laughs> I think that the wife, I just heard her put the kibosh on that. So I don't know about that's actually happening, but how are you doing today? The wife. Is that how we do it now? The wife. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, boy. How does she feel about all this? Like, I, you know, I, I, I wonder sometimes. I'm really, really trying not to get divorced before wildcard weekend. Cause I'm excited for football. You know, I'm going to turn on my charger in your honor. Yeah. So there we go. Oh, yeah. There it goes. Ding. Sweet. Well, uh, we have more to talk about than your uh, marital woes. Uh, that's W O E S. Uh, today, we got picks. I've got a hot sports opinion to get fresh out of the oven. And um, as usual, if you guys are new joining us, I don't ever know the spreads. I don't look at them because Marcus doesn't want me to. So then I have to react to uh, the spreads. And sometimes they're really odd. Like last week, we had a crazy number of low totals. Kind of wondering what the totals are going to be mm. like this week. I'm more interested in that, I think, than I am the spreads on some of these games because I have a pretty good feel who's going to win all these games. Um, but with that said, what are we uh, what are we starting off with? You have a hot opinion you need to get out well, there. Well, I'm going to ask you a question. So we've got six games this weekend: two on Saturday, mm-hmm. one on Sunday, one on Monday. Do you think there is a single spread or single point total that's in the 50s this week? Uh, there should be. There should be one, I think. I think Chargers Jags should be 50. Okay. I do. It's not. It, I know. I'm sure it's historically, not. Historically, Wild Card Weekend is a higher scoring weekend than like the mm-hmm. divisional round. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will have one or two games that has a lot of points scored. Which one will it be? Uh, that's to be determined. Let's get to our first game, Elliot. Seattle at San Francisco. 49ers, nine and a half point favorites in this game. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, the 49ers uh, got some key components back. Seattle really hasn't looked good for a month. They didn't back into the playoffs. I mean, they beat the Rams, but it wasn't exactly a, a dominant performance, Marcus. I mean, we're looking at a nine and eight team here going to maybe the toughest out in football right now. I, I th- I'm fine with the spread. Yeah. 
how disappointed are you going to be the the 49ers lose this game incredibly <laughs> incredibly because they they play my favorite style of football of any team in the league and i don't like seeing six and seven seeds get really hot and go to yeah. the super bowl it's not my favorite thing um so no i don't want to see seattle buffalo in the super bowl no thank uh, you Point total for this one, 42 and a half. Actually, to me, that feels a little low. It feels low to me, too. Uh, with Seattle, I, we always, or I know people talk about the Seattle Patriots Super Bowl as being an all-timer all the time. Was Seattle Broncos one of the worst three Super Bowls ever? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, because it was I over. It, there. it was over like in the first four minutes of that game. Yeah. And a horrific uni matchup. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Next Good game, stuff. Saturday night. 8.15 Eastern time. Chargers at Jacksonville to take on the... Did you say Jaguars? Jaguar? I don't Jaguars. Know. Jaguars, I don't know. Uh, yeah, not like that. Not Jaguars. Chargers, one and a half point favorites on the road. Yeah, I, I feel like this point total should be 50. I, I would I would have this at least at 50 and a half, at least. Um, I, Vegas may have put it in the high 40s. Um, but that's where I would put it is as far as the chargers being favored. I don't love that. I'm going to take Jacksonville here to win out. Uh, first of all, point totals 47 and a half. I think with both of these quarterbacks making their first start. Um, I think they're, they're I think Vegas is maybe a little bit hesitant to put this high. Also the defenses that have been playing really good for both of these teams. So I wouldn't be surprised if you get like a 20, 421 type of game. I mean, let's just be real here. That the Jags played uh Josh Dobbs last week. The Chargers lo- lost and they played a terrible offense. Sure. So I I I I don't I'm I'm not down with Vegas on this one. I would definitely take the over here. But but how are you feeling about this game just straight up matchup wise? I think I'm gonna take the Chargers here, to be honest. I knew you would. I knew you would. You know, you talk up Trevor Lawrence, you talk him up, and you talk him up. And then when he plays the Cowboys, you're like, I'm picking the Cowboys. It's just when he plays that. Yeah. yeah that one, you, you like, I love Trevor Lawrence. And I, I, he's yeah. just such a unique quarterback. And then he looks, looks across the sideline. It's like everything that he hopes to be in the NFL and Justin Herbert. Right. Is this like the what's up, brah? It, this is like the, the look weekend? in the mirror, like the look in the mirror game, right? Like these are the two carbon copies of each other. The, the Spider Man's pointing at each yeah, other. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, all yeah, right, next cool. one. Yeah. Sunday afternoon game. I might be there. So uh Miami Dolphins Humble at brag. Buffalo. Yeah. Uh not great seats, but I'll be there. Uh Dolphins at Bill. So when I sent this line into Courtney today, it was nine and a half. Since then, it's gone up to thirteen. Buffalo is favored by thirteen in this game. Ooh. So we've got some news, right? Tua, uh, Tua has been ruled out. Steep. Okay. Tua has been ruled out. Uh, Skylar Thompson has been announced as a starter. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the backup. And Micah Hyde practiced today, Elliot. Yeah. I, I, you know, if I were the Bills, I'd sit him. I would sit in. Sounds like that's the plan, by the way, just to get him, get him practicing this week, maybe practicing next week, and then we'll see. Um, this could be a runaway game. It could be thirty to thirteen, which makes me curious about the total. In fact, that's about where I would put the total. Is at forty three? Um, that's what it is. Forty three and a half. Yeah. Um, 
Good job. I'm okay. If you if you want to bet Buffalo uh, covering, you probably have a better chance on the total. At least I would, because if you like, we've talked about many times on this podcast. If you can guess the total, you shouldn't bet on it. Um, any disagreement there? No, no. I I would just take Buffalo outright in this game. I I know the odds aren't great, but I actually I would take them to cover too. I just you tell me how Miami wins this game. Like what what does Miami have to do to win this game? I think they have to get a great game from their running backs. That's that's how they win this well, game. And Mostert's been running so well, but he's unlikely to play due to a hand. Uh, he broke his hand last week. And that really, really hurts. Do you remember when they played about a month ago? Maybe not even a month ago. Mostert was running right through him, right mm-hmm. through him. He did have, I think he did have a fumble in that game or one of their backs did, but he had over a hundred yards, like I think at halftime or something yep. like that. And yep. they were having a really hard time, but without him, uh, I don't like their other backs as much. Uh, Mostert had a sneaky good year. I might he add. Did. Um, did. Yeah. By the way, these teams have not played in the playoffs as much as you might think they played in 1990 though, in a shootout between Jim Kelly and Dan Marino in the snow. It was light snow. It was like snow and ice, but Classic, classic game. Uh, just throwing I, it out there. I just feel bad for Miami. Like their last two playoff appearances, they had to play this week, Skylar Thompson. And then the previous one was in 2016. Matt Moore. And that was Matt Moore because Ryan yeah. Tannehill got hurt late in the season. I think it was a concussion as well. They haven't had their starting quarterback going into a playoff game since 2008. It's a bummer. Which would have been Chad Pennington. They lost that game. I'm trying to remember who Miami lost to in 2008. It'll come to me. Uh, I think I want to say it was Baltimore. They lost to. I that believe year. it was. Yep. Yeah, and I think Matt Moore actually acquitted himself okay in Pittsburgh in 2016. Um, that Pittsburgh did, team he got, went to the AFC Championship and major weekend. He played well in that game, but he also got knocked out due to a concussion in that game. Yeah. So it's a bummer. All right, so next who, one. Who came in? Do you remember? I don't remember. Nice internal burp hold there, though, by you. Very clutch. Uh, next game. Uh, I wasn't remember. I was sighing. I was just coming out the side of my mouth. Uh, Giants at Vikings. Vikings, three-point favorites. I'm actually interested in this game. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested in this game because I think the Giants have a real shot. I do. And boy, would you like nothing better than if the Giants went into Minnesota and but it, won. But it's... Well, for a couple of different reasons. Number one, you had the Vikings way too high on your power rankings. And number two, oh, it would help my Cowboys. But that just, oh, here we go okay. again. Just you. Okay. I mean, if Minnesota had a bunch of six-inch Dak Prescotts, they would easily win this game. But without that, I don't I don't see it happening. Uh, actually, I, I think this is the perfect spread. I think this is what Minnesota uh, wins by. I don't expect the Giants to come out flat in this game. I don't. No, no I, I don't either. But I, I can see a scenario where the Vikings just run the Giants off the field, right? Where they don't have the defensive backs to cover Justin Jefferson. They get up 21 to three and the Giants just aren't built to play that style of game. So I will take the Vikings to cover and win outright, but we'll see. Is it possible to you that the Giants with the rested Daniel Jones, and when I'm thinking rested, I'm talking about his legs and Saquon Barkley, that the Giants could end up having 150 uh, rush yard day and make this game limit the amount of possessions. And if Kirk Cousins comes out cold like the Vikings are wont to do, um, maybe they run out of those late possessions to win this game or to pull away. 
I mean, that's going to have to be the formula for the Giants, yeah. right? Run the ball. But they've got just, the personnel to do it. Yeah. They just need to muck this game up until the fourth quarter, right? Just keep it close, and then we'll see what happens. Didn't Minnesota win this game on like a 61-yard field goal? In New York, this was like, what, on Christmas Eve? Yeah, I yep. actually think this game was in Minnesota. Um, Maybe it was in Minnesota. Yeah, anyway. All right, next Good one. Good game. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that the total for that one, 48, the highest of the weekend. That is surprising. Given that the Giants rested their guys, I think they are going to run the ball that that running the ball limits possessions because most of the time you get tackled in bounds. Yep. That that's yep. part of what does it. I that's going to be a tough total to reach in this game, I think. But but they I reached it, I think, last time they played. So next one, Sunday night football game. Ravens at Bengals. When I sent this one into Courtney, it was Bengals by seven and a half. Since then, the line has moved up to Ra- excuse me, Bengals by eight and a half. Mm. I think part of the reason is Lamar Jackson did not practice today. Seems very unlikely that he's going to play. Tyler Huntley also did not practice today. Yeah, this is this would be a stay away for me, an absolute stay away, because I do think if either one of those guys play, this is too high a spread. I'm talking right. about eight and a half. At least for me, it is. This is a division matchup. This is a game that Cincinnati lost earlier in the year when both teams were playing their starters. And I don't want to say Baltimore has Cincinnati's number, but I, I do think they kind of do. I, they, they play them extremely tough. Cincinnati's offense had a hard time against Baltimore. Granted, that game was in Baltimore. Uh, what are you thinking here? I like the Bengals to win, but that's that's a big spread because it feels like Baltimore, the only way Baltimore can keep this game close is to run the ball, play defense, and get turnovers. I'm a little bit nervous about the Bengals' right side of their offensive line. No Lyle Collins, no Alex Kappa. I think the I think the Bengals win like a twenty three to sixteen type of game, which leads me to my next point. I think this should be the lowest total of the weekend in terms of it, Vegas. It is. It is. It's forty and a half. Forty and a half. Boy, I think you could go under that, don't you? I'd be more inclined to go under that than I would to go Bengals by more than eight and a half. I, I, if, I, if I was going to do one or the yes. other. I agree with you. Yes. I'm on, uh, we're on the same page there. But we both like the Bengals to win that game outright. Definitely stay away from the spread. Monday night game. Oof. Okay. Cowboys at Buccaneers. Should be interesting. We've been, we've been knowing that this game uh, was going to happen for a while. Go ahead and guess the spread. Well, I mean, the Cowboys are a clear-cut top three team in the league, uh, according to you. That's not um, true. With... Uh, fantastic coaching the last few weeks. Those players are really afraid of their head coach and exquisite quarterback play. Um, it's all Ezekiel Elliott's fault. Um, all the normal things. Got, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should just blame, you know, I think they should just cut Zeke right now. Just cut him, you know, um, yeah. get out there. Who who could they pull from their past? Uh, who was Emmett Smith's fullback? Robert Thomas. Maybe oh, they could, maybe. Uh, I'd have yeah. the same amount of juice at this point in the season. I'm sure we're, were you a Lusaka polite guy? No, no, no. I was a Tony Fiamella guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great pull. Right there. Uh, all right. Okay, uh, okay this spread. spread. All right. All right. It's Tom Brady at home. Yeah, it's Cowboys are favored. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, it's whether the Cowboys are favored by three and a half or not. Um, but it's either two and a half, 
or four and a half. It's in that range. I'm going to go three and a half. I'm going to go Dallas favored by three and a half. Started at three. It's down to Cowboys by two and a half. Okay. Okay. I was close. Um, this is another total. Honestly, I wouldn't put too high up there. The way Dallas's offense looked last week, the way Tampa Bay's offense has looked the whole year. Um, I don't think this is in the 40 and a half range, but it's in my mind, it shouldn't be that much higher than this. Even though the Cowboys have scored a lot of points this year, I think 42 and a half might be a little low though. Um, ah, uh, I'm, I'm going to go 43 and a half, 44 and a half in that range. It's got to be 45 and a half. A little you high. Think they get, you think they get there? Yeah, I do. I think this ends up being like a 21, 24, 21 game. So they don't get there. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about half a point. Though. It's just the whole reason yeah. why you stay away. Right. Yeah. It's, this is a uh, tough, um, God, this game's a hard one to pick. It's the hardest one to pick of the weekend. Um, because at two and a half, to me, that's almost like going straight up here. Yeah, you're, uh, you're just picking the winner. I don't care about the spread at this point. I'm going to go ahead and go ahead. Give me your pick first, although I know what it is. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win. I'm shocked. Except Are you really? Not, except not, no, not at all. Because normally I pick against the Cowboys. Um, I don't know. I, th- this to me truly feels like a coin flip game. The the only reason why I'm hesitant to pick Tampa here is I just don't see their offense pulling away, right? Like they ran the ball so well against the Cowboys in the first game, and they scored 19 points, right? Like unless they're getting a lot of big plays down the field, it seems like 24 points is the most that they can score. And we've seen the Cowboys this year. Like they can get hot for a half a quarter and score 21 points. So I think this comes down to the last, I think it comes down to the last possession. I think it's just one of those type of games. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to go with you on this. Uh, partially because I want you to have a good football weekend and not whine to me about how is the ref's fault or everything. I haven't complained I've, about officials once within the Dallas game this year. I've got I'm better guess, on it. <laughs> I'm going to guess Micah Parsons comes back. He's hearing the noise. I think Demarcus Lawrence is going to be playing for a little bit of professional pride as well. He hasn't been great the last month of the season. Those two guys, uh, I think, will impose their will against a Tampa Bay offensive line that has its problems, man. Yep. Um, yep. Boy, this is a really tough. How about Dallas 23-20? I could see that. That's that's yeah. where I'm going. Yeah, Brett uh, Maher for the win. All right. So let's go through the games really quickly. Seahawks, 49ers. We both like the 49ers to win. I think they'll cover that spread. I think you're maybe a little bit more cautious about that one. I'll, I'll, I'm okay with it. I'm okay, okay with it. Chargers, Jaguars. I'm taking the Chargers. You're taking the Jags. Yep. Okay. Dolphins, Bills. We both like the Bills to win outright. I would take the Bills to cover. Um, what about you? Yeah, I'm not touching the spread because I guessed right. it. So right. not touching it. Uh, Giants. I mean Vikings. the uh, total. My the bad. total. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. Giants. Vikings. I will take the Vikings to win and cover. I w- <laughs> I will too. But this, yeah. I got a I got a feeling about this game, man. I'm I'm. I think seriously of all the games. This could be the wildest game. It's gonna yeah, be the I'm, wildest of the six games. I got a feeling. I'm thinking about changing my pick on that one. Okay. Uh, next up, Ravens at Bengals. We both like the Bengals to win, but stay away from the spread. Yeah, Cowboys, Bucks. 
We think we both think this is going to be a very, very close game. If we had to pick one side, we'd pick Dallas. Um, but yeah, Cowboys minus two and a half. What do you think? So I think of the the, the two things I like the most here. Uh, well, if I, first of all, three things I like the most. If we're just talking about the most exciting game. I like Jags Chargers of this entire slate of games. Saturday night game, which is always really cool. Uh, the two. Um, betting things that I think I like the most here is I like the Bengals Ravens under okay. just refresh me. Was that 40 and a half on that one? 40 and a half. Yep. Yeah. Give me the under on that and the 49ers to cover. I'm really coming around on that. So right. those would be my two favorites, he, he, which is funny because the, both of those bets were what I included in my teaser of the week. So okay. uh, if you go on Bavada, wherever you, you, you bet, you can do a seven point teaser at plus one thirty, which means mm-hmm. you bet a hundred dollars, you win a hundred and thirty dollars. I like that. Which would be you take the 49ers down seven points, so minus two and a half over Seattle, which Oof. they'll cover. You take the Buccaneers plus seven points on the line. So they just have to either win outright or stay within nine and a half points, which I think they will. And then you take the under 40 and a half and you move it up to 47 and a half. I just don't see how 48 points are scored in that game. What if you just did something with just the two that I said? How would you do that? Just with the 49ers covering and with the under on Ravens Bengals. Same thing. So it would be if you kept that same seven point teaser, Mm -hmm. it would be minus 140, which again, same bet 49ers minus two and a half, Bengals Ravens under 47 and a half. So it's actually more advantageous to just do those two. Well, it's minus one. It's minus one thirty compared to plus one thirty. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, mm. Oh, that Dallas Tampa one. I, that still kind of scares me. I just, I don't nine and a half. I'll be honest at home. At, at home I know. For Tampa, I don't. That's a lot of points. I'll be honest. I don't have a great feel for that game. I don't. I would say out of all these games, I might have the worst feel for that one. I don't have a bad feel for Minnesota Giants. I I think it's going to be a squirrely game, and I think it's going to be sloppy and gnarly and weird, and probably the Vikings are going to win. But um, what's that? Vikings-Giants, uh, that is the Sunday afternoon game, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm. Man, I am I am looking forward to that one, though. I am. Not as much as Jags-Chargers. Uh, I'm telling yeah. you, the What's Up Bra game is uh, – it's sweet. Yeah, but they're both so quiet, so they would like whisper it to each other, right? I think everyone should have to watch Point Break before they watch the Jaggers, <laughs> Jags Chargers uh, playoff game. Um, uh, just my go. thought. Uh, I yeah. need your hot sports take. What is it? Okay. So we've seen at the end of the year how um, I know you wanted to do this podcast in like 28 minutes so you could get wingy. Um, so, you know, tell me if I'm getting up against By the it way, here. Boneless wings, so far superior to boneless wings. Just let you know. I, I don't want to. You don't, hear you don't have your... to. Me- you don't have the mess to worry about. You can dump them in ranch. It's great. In ranch. Okay. <laughs> blue so chew, blue cheese, not blue chew. Blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Dip them in blue chew. It'd be a great night for you and the 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 misses. Uh, uh, we're going yeah. off track. Okay. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I tell you what, that's a great sponsorship read. You know, when I go out for wings, I dip them in blue chew. You know, uh, <laughs> nothing makes for a greater I, I day. St- I gotta stop because there's so many jokes. Like, right now. 
I know it's just you're so used to talking about blue chew with your friends and everybody. It, it ends up coming out of your mouth a lot. I Sorry, get it, Marcus. You know, um, it's okay, man. Um, I think blue chew and big league chew ought to have a partnership. I think that would be rad. What if big league chew had a oh, blue it, chew flavor? Just it comes in the shredded like gum. Oh, that'd be amazing. And you just, yeah, you look like a slugger. You know, you, you put go. it in your, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all did that as kids. Um, all right. Dog on it. Now I lost my train of thought. It's, it's, your, it's your hot, yes, hot okay. sports day. Sorry. With week 18, we have seen kind of like, what do you do, right? Do you do you play your starters? Do you rest your starters? Here's my opinion. It may not even be that hot. It's just more than I'm adamant about this. Make up your mind. Do one or the other. Marcus, I think every coach should either say, we're not playing anybody. We are resting everybody, unless it's somebody that like hasn't played in five weeks because they've had like an ankle tweak and you just feel like they need a little contact, right? Yep. They need a quarter. Um, maybe you have a guy that's struggled picking up, you know, a certain defensive scheme or whatever, and you want him to get a few more snaps um, than he normally does, whatever the case. But either sit all your guys or play them all. No, no halfway in it. Because I think it sets you up for massive failure. I also think it sends the wrong message to your players. And from everything I've ever heard, and just playing sports myself, when you play and hope that you don't get hurt, it almost invites you getting hurt. You know, it's either all out or so. I applaud two teams this weekend, the New York Giants, because they said, hey, you know what? We're resting our guys. This, they didn't say it early in the week, but late in the week they did. Yeah. Did the Giants really play hardly any of their no, starters? No, I think 18 players, 18 starters didn't play a single snap. Right. So, look, uh, that team, all those guys got snaps they wouldn't normally get, which helps for your evaluation next year, which I guarantee you the Giants are partially playing for next year. I don't think the Giants really think they're going to win this whole thing. Um but they have rested guys for their playoff game against Minnesota. And if the New York Giants go to the playoffs and they win in Minnesota, Marcus, and they get the doors blown off of them in the divisional round, it's still an incredibly successful season for that franchise, wouldn't you say? I would agree. Yes, 100%. Okay. okay. Or do what the Detroit Lions did. Go in there and say, hey, look, we know we got we know we know got eliminated early. Dan Campbell had plenty of time. Wouldn't you agree to say, yes. hey, you know what? We're going to change our game plan, guys. Because uh, that Seattle game was over, what, an hour and a half before kickoff? Yes. Um, do one or the other. Do not do what the Cowboys did, where you play your starters, you play a vanilla offense, your starters play awful, and then you don't pull them. Or do what the Chargers did, where you play your starters, and then because you say you want them to get experience, but then you don't pull them in the first quarter or the early second quarter. You wait until they either get hurt or get pull them in the third quarter. I just think that's a really bad move in today's NFL. Do you disagree at all? No, I, I don't. I, I will present the other side of this argument, but I, I do agree okay. with you in general because football is a violent game and, and you cannot play football to not get hurt. Right. And I, right. Listen, I watched the, the, the Cowboys game several times now. Dak played not to get hurt. He was bailing out of pockets, he was backing up, throwing off his back foot to make sure that he didn't accidentally hit his thumb up against the helmet or somebody didn't roll into his ankle. You just, the other teams in the NFL are too good and you can't play that style of football and be successful. However, I was talking with somebody 
that would know uh, this week. And they said that one of the reasons why you saw teams like the Cowboys and the Chargers play their guys is because you only get two hours of on-field practice a week. And with everybody using their padded practices already at this point in the season, this is like some of the only times that we get to actually evaluate players and try stuff and go out and actually hit players. So we ca- we had to have to use these games as like a, a glorified practice. So I get it, but I if I'm the Cowboys or the Chargers, it just doesn't make sense to do it halfway. Hey, good for you. Um, week 18 isn't the time to do it. Yeah. And the reason week 18 isn't the time to do it, because I don't care if it's a coach that's saying that or, or someone that works for an organization, hamstrings are tired and strained by week 18, man. Don't yeah. risk a pull. That's why I hate all the data on Thursday night football, because what the NFL will say is we don't find any evidence of more injuries on Thursday night than other nights. Yeah, but you don't know about accumulation, right? Yeah. It, you're more susceptible to a hamstring strain. Uh, most likely in week 16 or 17, then you are in week eight. Uh, You're more susceptible for those kind of things in week one or two because you haven't been playing. You know, it's just common sense. Um, Either way, I just, now look, it differs for every team. I'm not saying that one move is better than the other. So if you want to lay everybody down or you want to play everybody, I think that depends on the situation. I think the Lions felt that they needed to go in the offseason with a winning record, don't you? And that they and, had to get over the demons of Green Bay. Correct. And that I think that win really mattered for them going forward. I think for somebody like Dallas and the Chargers, who cares if you lose the game and you pull everybody? Like, like nobody's going to care two days after the game. I don't think for the Giants organization, they got to evaluate Daniel Jones this year, they got a healthy Saquon back, and they made the postseason. I don't think it really mattered to that organization whether they went 10-6-1 or 9-7-1. I agree. I think it just didn't matter. It didn't matter. Maybe, hey, maybe, maybe if you're trying to get a winning record like Detroit, I could possibly see it. But um, Detroit's also as an organization in a much different spot than the Giants are. Their history has been terrible. Uh, whereas the Giants have multiple Lombardi trophies. So I think there's that to play into. Detroit's trying to reverse a culture. And Dan Campbell, by the way, said as much is my last thought on this. He said, like, we're trying to, some reporter asked him, I don't know if you saw it, they said, you know, something about the same old Lions. He's like, no, we're trying to reverse that mantra. That's not, this is a new Lions team. And that's what my job was to do here. So anyway, that's my hot sports opinion. I also want to point out today is the anniversary of the drive. Uh, Cleveland and the Broncos. Uh, question for you: What quarterback is most like John Elway, and has there ever ever has there ever been a better prospect to come out of college football at the quarterback position? Mm. I think Josh Allen is our most or the most current version of John Elway. Right, it's not a perfect fit, but I think in terms of athleticism, arm strength, playing just a brand of football that not really anybody else can plan or play, I think I think he's the closest. Our best quarterback prospect since LA has to be Andrew Luck. I think. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm with you there. He had the measurables of Cam Newton, uh, which surprised some people, right? Uh, at the combine, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just so many great factors. I mean, boy, the, boy, Cam Newton's first game against the Cardinals was uh, ridiculous. Yep. Uh, other anniversaries, same game played later that day. The drive was the early game. The late game was Washington at the Giants. This was not a good game. It was 17 to nothing. Giants played field position. 
This has been like there's toilet paper just blowing all over yeah. uh, East Rutherford. But what this game is famous for is Pat Summerall's exceptionally long pause between murder. She wrote. She wrote. <laughs> And John Madden doesn't talk for a minute because he's too busy laughing uh, in the background. Uh, I have a DVD of this game, so it's definitely uh, one of my favorites. But uh, with that, if you're not frozen, I'll give you the final word. But it looks like Marcus just froze. Uh, he's They've been having bad weather again up there in uh, upstate Pennsylvania. And so Marcus's uh, Wi-Fi goes out all the time. Either that or his wife pulled the plug because she's letting him know right now in no uncertain terms that they are not going to get wings. There you are. I was just speaking for you that I think your wife pulled the plug to let you know that uh, you're not getting wings. But your no. final thought, sir. Uh, you know, I, I rarely make a bad faith argument on this podcast. You know that I don't <laughs> like to do that. But uh, I, yeah. I saw I saw a tweet from RG3 today that said, running the ball is what matters the most in the NFL. The teams that run the ball the most and the most successful uh, we'll win the Super Bowl this year. Just just wanted to point out something really quickly, Elliot. Do you know the top of the top five rushing teams this year, four of them made the playoffs? Did you know the top three running backs and rushing yards this year didn't make the playoffs? Just just wanted to point that out. That's I I you know, I don't agree with a take like that, and I don't agree with the opposite end either. I I, I think just, balance is still important. It, correct. And situational football is important. And uh, all I know about the running game is you need to be able to run the ball when you have to run the ball. Most especially, and this yes. is always the one that's forgotten about. People think of goal line and short yardage, but Marcus, sometimes you just need to be able to salt the game away. Like you're in the lead, you just want to salt the game away and you're not able to do it. That's when, why we see so many comebacks. It's not about the attempts. It's about when you run, can you do it effectively? I 100% yep. agree with that. Last thing before we leave. Do you know which team led the NFL in rushing yards this year? Ooh, Chicago. And they did it by almost 400 yards more than number two. Do you know who number two was? Chicago did. I was right. Yeah. I get no reward ever yeah, for bad. Like just pulling this stuff up. Right. Uh, Philadelphia. No, they were five. Uh, okay. Number two to Chicago. Um, Another bad offense. Hold on. I'm going to go Atlanta. You're correct. Yeah. Who's three and four? Uh, Baltimore, New York, Cleveland. Okay. I have one I have one addendum before we go. Who led the NFL in first down rushing efficiency? Do you know that? Now, who cares about those fancy stats? <laughs> exactly. We'll talk about that on, <laughs> uh, on uh, Thursday. Do you want to work Thursday night or no? Yeah, I guess I probably should, right? I yeah. Blew off my, my spot. Yeah. I asked Marcus last week if he wanted to work Thursday. He goes, no. Well, I just... All right. Great conversation. Anyway, and also uh, Thursday, Marcus watched Top Gun for the first time ever, so we are going to talk yes. about that. So, like the original Top Gun, everybody, the not original. Top Gun Maverick. So, he had a lot of great questions. His first one to me was, why were the guys oiled up for the volleyball scene? And I didn't know where <laughs> to go with that. So, I directed him to the good folks over at Blue Chew, for a big league blue chew partnership. I got the need, the need for speed. Oh gosh. All right. We're going to go. He is the uh, host of locked on Cowboys with Landon McCool. Give Landon a follow. Even though he never promotes our podcast. Marcus also writes for the uh, Raiders USA today. 
thankfully that gig is kind of slowing down. Uh, he also writes for Pro Football Focus. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter. We appreciate all you guys. Give us a like, a follow, all those wonderful subscribe things, and take care. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.